ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಾಶ್ಲಾಕಯಾಚಕ್ಷುಣುಮಿಲಿತಂಜಯಂತಸ್ಮೈಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ನಾಂ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತಯಶ್ಯಾಪ್ರತಿಗ್ರೀಪಾಯೂತಂಗಸ್ಮಿಂಚಕಲ್ಪತರೂಜಸ್ತಿಪಾಸಿ
So some inspiration came there to share some words about Gauranga Dev. So today let, we will speak about Gaur Tattva or, or the different truths about Sri Chaitanya. We will try about we will try to understand something about his uh, ontological position and his different purposes for his uh, appearance. Ще опитаме да разбереме неговата онтологична позиция и целите, различните цели за неговото появяване. Since we are, we are Gaudiya Vaishnav, след като ние сме Gaudiya Vaishnav, so that means that our main deity is Vaishnavs will be, let's say, Bengali Vaishnavs. On, on one level, that may sound a little bit like uh, nationalistic. If I say my practice is Bulgarian Christianity. <laughs> so how to understand this idea of Gaudi as something merely geographical. Actually also the, 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 the word Gaudiya comes from the Bengali root Gur. Gur. Gaudiya comes from the Bengali root Gur. Which has to do with, uh, you say in English, molasses? Molasses? Okay, it wrote aha, sugar, sugar, so even if you go now today to Bengal, lots of of, of, of sweet kanya da suka, how do you say? Uh, sugar Characterized by the type of a type, particular type of inner sweetness. And that's the sweetness that Sri Krishna came to taste in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and eventually distribute. So mainly because of that reason we also can be called Gaudiya Vaishnav. И точно поради основно тази причина можем да бъдем наречени Гаудия Вайшнави. So again, our Istadev in our Sampradaya is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Нашият Istadev, главното ни божество е Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And by properly understanding him and his gift, we will be able to enter, properly enter into Vrindavan and Radha Krishna pastime. So, yeah. 
Srila Bhakti Rakaksya Dev Goswami Maharaj would say, first the giver, then the gift. So one says the gift of our Sampradaya is the love of Prindavan. But the special giver of that gift is Sriman Mahaprabhu. So first we bow, bow to the giver and then we appreciate the gift. Like someone gives you a gift, Naturally, some devotee gave me that this gift, this watch as a gift. Naturally, every time I, w- I watch, I see the watch, I will remember the one who gave me the watch. So in the same way, every time we we will get in touch with Brindavan Lila. This should naturally take us to the Gaur Lila. Actually, as much as we go deep into Krishna Lila, we will find ourselves emerging into Gaur Lila. And as much as we go deep into Gaur Lila, we will find ourselves emerging into Krishna Lila. So there are two interconnected realities. And eternally we aspire to live in both of them. To develop spiritual body for serving Krishna Lila and to develop spiritual body for serving in Gaur Lila. But it all begins in Gaur Lila. And we are now fortunately living in Gaur Lila. <laughs> we made lament, oh, Mahaprabhu was here only like 500 years ago, I almost made it. <laughs> Who knows, maybe I was with Columbus on the other part of the world trying to go to, no, whatever. <laughs> But actually, what we are experiencing now is an extension of the Sankirtan Lila, the Gaur Lila. And if we properly connect with that extension, we will find our, uh, we will find also Krishna Lila inside that. through the core bhaktas, through the parampara. There is a special doubt, depth, sorry, we have towards them.
Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and interestingly, that that transcendental debt by we when when we try to pay that debt, that debt will increase because they will give us much and more. Interesting, which moment of course, if we pay too much, it will increase. So as much as that transcendental debt increases, we will be free from the karmic debt we have we have here. Така че колкото повече се увеличава този дълг, който имаме към тях, ще намалява кърмичния дълг, който го имаме тук. So the only way to get free from this debt is to acquire another debt there. Вече единствено начин се отравем от дълга тук кърмичния е да вземе друг дълг, да натрупваме този духовен. По някакъв начин ще сме вечно задължени и ще останем. So no problem with with debt. Everything can be properly dovetailed, expressed into the direction of transcendence, even the, the idea of a debt. Actually, they say that Krishna himself is eternally indebted to his devotees for the love they are giving to him. Даже самия Кришна се казва, че той е вечно задължен на неговите предани за любовта, която те изпитват към него. So actually this is the, the background for the appearance of Mahaprabhu, the depth Krishna has in relation to his devotees. И това е дългът, който всъщност Кришна изпълнява, появявайки се като Бог Чайтания Махапрабху, дългът, който той има към своите предани. So let's speak a little bit about, about that. Така че да поговорим малко за това. But forgive him. For properly understanding that, let's let's give a, a, a bigger context, wider context. Правилно за да го разбереме, да да разширим малко контекста. Because we, before we can appreciate the greatness of Mahaprabhu. Защото преди да успеем да оцениме величието на Махапрабху. We should appreciate the greatness of, of Krishna. Трябва да оценим величието на Кришна. And the greatness of Bhagavan over other aspects of the absolute as well. И величието на абсолюто на Бхагаван отвъд всички други аспекти. So the Srimad Bhagavatam speaks to us about three features of the absolute. Srimad Bhagavatam ни разказва за три характеристики на абсолюто. Брамети, Парамадмети, Бхагаваните, Шабдите. We have the impersonal feature, the immanent Имманент фичър, параматма и Бхагава. Имаме имперсоналният аспект, безличностния. Имманент means what exactly? Like omnipresent. Ага, всепроникващият аспект и личностния Бхагава. So there is some hierarchy in these features. И в тези три характеристики си има иерархия. We have the, again, personal energy. Так, нали, присъства безличностната енергия. So we don't have anything against Brahman, that's a feature of the Absolute. <laughs> sometimes they want to express themselves like you know, Brahman is like <laughs> hell, whatever, but that's in a particular context with a particular intention. <laughs> казват за Браман, че това е някаква ад, но всъщност това е само конкретен аспект в конкретен контекст. But actually that's a form of Krishna, a personal one, a form without form, but it's an aspect of Krishna. Това всъщност е форма на Кришна, това е форма без форма, но това е неговият безличностен аспект. So be very careful about not committing Brahman апарат. Да не извършиме Браман към Браман. 
So above that we have a, a more personified aspect called Paramatma. So Paramatma is the Antaryami or the inner witness that goes with the Jiva along his, his her journey in this samsara. But Paramatma only accompanies the soul as much as it's in the conditioned state. When you develop love for God, Paramatma is being kicked out. Mahaprabhu was saying this in the fourth verse of Sikshastika. He's bidding farewell, you say, he's bidding farewell to Paramatma and, and welcoming his Iskader. He's welcoming his Pranetuar, his Pranatat, the roar of his life. made the mudra, no? Hanuman opening his chest. And who is there? Paramatma? Where is Paramatma? Kicked out. <laughs> and Hanuman's Isadev has been properly established there. No. So, in the same way, Paramatma has only, a, let's say, a temporary role in our lives. But eventually, Bhagavan is to be established there. Bhagavan is the ultimate feature of the Absolute. With whom we can establish an eternal personal loving relationship. And of course, there are many, many expressions of Bhagavan as we know. In eternity. No? So Ramachandra, Narayan. Krishna, many aspects of Krishna. So gradually, as, as our practice becomes becomes much more uh, specific, we will need we will feel the need of some specific manifestation of God to reciprocate with. In the very beginning, our practice may be very much generic, abstract, general. Before the practice, we may not even believe in God. So, so to go from there to accept the existence of God, that's a big step. And from go to there to go, for example, to Krishna, that's a big step. 
You have to accommodate many things to properly digest the Krishna concept. I will say this day, he's a playboy, he steals, he lies, but he's God. So we, ask, we may say our goal is to have love for Krishna. But then the question is, well, which type of love, for which type of Krishna? Because love is a very specific thing. A mother loves her son, but not in the same way he loves her husband or her mother. So love is characterized by its specificity. So that should develop gradually as, as we advance in the practice. To give an example for a minute. So, okay, our goal is love for Krishna. Which Krishna? And even in Brindavan there are like more inner circle and outer circle that I don't want that entry to say. So most of us may say, no, there are exceptions to the rule, but most of us may say, okay, Krishna Brindavan. Okay, okay, we got somewhere. <laughs> Now, which type of love for Krishna Vrindavan? So may, most may say, according to the tendency of our tradition, Madhurya Rasa. But it doesn't end there. Some may ask which type of Madhurya Rasa. <laughs> Romantic relationship with Krishna as a husband, as a lover. Swakia, Parakia. You may say, okay, uh, Parakia. <laughs> of course, you don't choose things like this. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> it's not like you go to a supermarket and you pick a product on this. Uh, actually, our eventual affinity will come as a result of the association we are having. So you may say parakia, someone will ask well, which type of parakia. Because there are different modes of that as well. You can be willing to have that type of relationship directly with Krishna. Chat but that's another topic. So, uh, 
And you say, okay, uh, serving Srimati Radharani. И ти кажеш ми добре, искам да слушам на Шримати Радара. Аз съм Манджари. Като Манджари. Окей, okay, under the guidance of who? Коя Манджари искаш? Това са малките момиченца в духовни сър. Коя искаш да те насочва? Окей, аз съм и си, окей, Рупа Манджари. Ти кажа ми добре, Рупа Манджари. So let's say, there you find some uh, final points of eternal service. И най-накрая вече там намираш една окончателна крайна точка на вечното ти служение. But just I wanted to show how, how from the idea of loving God to such a specific instance there is some way. Само искам нали това с този пример да покажа от общата идея за обичам Бога колко колко специфично може да стигне конкретно. We shouldn't rush into all this. But we should know there are all these layers to be no? experienced gradually, eventually. Maybe in this lifetime, maybe in another lifetime, no, no hurry. So well, I was speaking about Bhagavan. Different forms of Bhagavan, as we say. So Bhagavan is especially a higher feature of, of the absolute regard the other two. Because his main feature is he becomes uh, like attracted to the love of his devotees. И тази специална характеристика, която той притежава е, че той изпитва любов към неговите предани. On the Srimad Bhagavatam it says Bhagavan Bhatta Bhaktiman. Това е цитата на Bhagavatam. No, which means Bhagavan means the devotee of his devotees. Bhagavan is самата дума означава предан на своите предани. So today I read a very nice quote from Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. The devotee is the personification of devotional service to God, to Krishna. And Krishna is the personification of devotional service to his devotee. So there is full reciprocation. And do not forget that part. Because if not, you will think I'm giving, I have to give, but what's coming from the other side? But actually, if you are already thinking about giving, it's because someone else already first gave something to you. For example, when you are chanting right now, you, are, you, you don't, do not be attached about how will Krishna is not answering, Krishna is not replying. <laughs> Krishna was the first to reply and tell you that you are now chanting. So what we are doing now is trying to give back the embrace we have received. So well, again, regarding the idea of Bhagavan, there are some hierarchy as well. These aspects of Vishnu, Ram, Krishna. In this aspect, we find these two elements, main 
called Aishwarya and Madhuri. Aishwarya means like majesty. Greatness, opulence, grandeur. in this context means intimacy. So, in Vishnu and Vaikuntha we find Aishwarya. Например, в духовния свят на Вайкунто, където е Вишно, там се открива това настроение, а и шваря на преклонение Както си говорихме, нали, този пътуващ Барта Гопа не успя да отиде да прегърне Вишно в Прегледно било това настроение на Ишваря на преклонение и страхопочитание. But as much as we ascend into the, let's say, the ontological ladder, more and more intimacy is there. is still there. But it resists to the background because of the power of intimacy. As I gave the example the other day, if the president of the country enters his home, his house, and his grandson is waiting for him and he jumps on his head and starts to play and beat him with his head. In the intimacy of such exchange, he's no longer, in one sense, he's no longer the president. But outside his house, he's still the president. So in the same way, as much as we ascend this ontological ladder, we will find much more and more intimacy. For example, in Vaikuntha, God has no father, has no mother, has no... because he's God. God is the father. <laughs> But when we ascend into intimacy, Uh, let's say from Vaikuntha we arrived to Ayodhya. This was Gopakumar's journey and experience. We'll find, oh, here God has father, has mother, has brothers. Has wife. Has family. He's still God, but we start to, to, to expand his loving exchange capacity. But still some limitation is there. We, we don't have anything against the Jogu. <laughs> Someone may feel some inspiration in that direction. That's, there's a chance of problem. But there is some sort of limitation regarding the experience of what we call rasa. Mm-hmm. 
значение по отношение на любовния вкус или настроение раса. Раса means divine mellows in loving exchange. Раса означава любовни вкусове настроение в любовните взаимоотношения. So this is the famous example of the sages of Dandakaranya. Това има дали известен пример с светите от So once Ramachandra, when he was exiled in the forest, he met these sages there. So these sages have been practicing for many lifetimes. And they wanted to establish a romantic relationship with God. So they found Ramachandra in the forest. And they recognized, oh, he's God. So they presented their situation. We want to have a romantic relationship with you. That bow is called Eka Patni Brat. Means only one wife. Sita Devi. No more than that. So I cannot accept you nor as wife less than that as lovers. <laughs> But in Dwapara Yuga, in my following uh, Descent, I'll fully satisfy your, your necessity as Krishna. So those sages uh, get birth there as, as copies. These were the gopis who, whom Krishna stole their garments. So my point is, in Ram Lila, you got a glimpse of the different relationships you can establish with God. There is a wife, there is conjugal relation, there are brothers, there are friends. But actually you cannot enter there in that spirit of devotion. The only way you can serve Ramachandra eternally is following the, the mood of Hanuman. Единственият начин вечно да служиш на Рама е в това настроение на неговия предан Хануман. Характеристиката е Дасия слуга. So Ram Lila is giving only that option, if you will. But in some way it's giving a trailer of what you can obtain in other places. By showing how Ramachandra has already wife, friends, brothers, but you cannot obtain that, but you can obtain somewhere else. 
и показвате, че всъщност в храма той си има вече, нали, жена, братия и един вид там, на това място ти не можеш да го постигнеш, но на другите нива можеш. So in this way we continue our journey and we go through Dwarka, Mathura and finally we arrive to Vrindavan. И така продължаваме пътуването, минайки през Дварака, Матура, стигаме накрая в Риндаван. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to go through every or all of these places to finally arrive there if you want to go there, but I'm just giving the idea. Не, че трябва да минавате оттам, за да стигнете до това крайно място, само, нали, пунктирам идеите. So in Дварака, for example, before going to Риндаван, in Дварака there is a prominence of Aishwarya, but there is Madhurya there. Например, в Дварака, това е царството на Душа. Там има това настроение на господство, господарско настроение, но сладостното Матурия стои отзад. In Matura there is a prominence of Maduria, but there is some Ashwarya there. В Matura също по-силно е сладостното Матурия, но и Ашвария също. And in Vrindavan there is full Maduria, full intimacy. Ashwarya is there, but totally buried, you say, sepultal. By the power of So there we find Krishna in Vrindavan, who Prabhupada called the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, the Bhagavatam says, the same idea. Uh, so that means, interesting term, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. God is a multi-personal person. We ourselves have different aspects of our personality. What to speak of God. So, Krishna is the supreme of all these aspects because he's showing the widest range for loving it to change. The widest, the biggest range, capacity for loving opportunity. And the highest degree of intimacy. So Madhurya means intimacy or also means sweetness. So, from a purely objective perspective, Krishna is the sweetest aspect of the Absolute. Now, there is some hierarchy there. So, but the point is, not everyone may like sweet so much. Yesterday we were speaking about that with Ganga. Someone may like mangoes as their favorite fruit. The sweetest fruit. But someone may like, I don't know, apple. Also sweet, but not so sweet. Or their favorite fruit may be lemon. Go into other extreme, of course. So, objectively, mango is the sweetest. 
така. Обективно казано, мангото е най-сладко. Но субективно, моят любим плод може да е друг. И не трябва да има проблем с това. Кришнадас Кавирач Госвами казва, всеки един предан ще чувства, о, моята връзка с Кришна е най-добрата. Тук аз изпитвам най-голямо удовлетворение. Това е върха. Всеки ще си мисли, с който връзка, че тя е най-добрата. И всеки от тях е правил. От неговата субективна So I want to make this clear because we are speaking about Krishna as the Supreme Godhead, but we should be very careful that it should not give rise to sectarianism. Not only sectarianism to our other religions, не само сектански настроени спрямо други ученически последователности или религии. Но ние може да станем сектански настроени дори в конкретната ни група. I have affinity for Manjari Bhavi, Madhuri Ras, and you like Sakya Ras, so that's Изпитвам това настроение на манджери, малките момиченца, които служат на Рада и Кришна, а ти тук в това настроение на Саки, на приятелка на Рада и ти си, нали, приятелка. Защото трябва да сме достатъчно зрели, защото иначе ставаме с любовните той е персонификация на най-висшият вкус и най-висшият вкус възшето това любовно настроение. Вкусващият любовта се нарича Расика. А Кришна също понякога бива наричан Расараш, това е царят на вкусителите или вкусващият това любовното настроение. Така че този термин, върховната божествена личност е правил абсолютно заслужен. И аз сам си изсътворих с ваше позволение мой собствен термин. Ако Кришна е върховната божествена личност, тогава пък Махапрабху е върховната 
божественна личност на Кришна. Да установим тази това върховенство на Кришна. Това никак не е лесно. So when we finally arrive that Godias will say but there is something more. И стигайки най-сетне там на Godiva, знаете, ще кажа, обаче има и още нещо. So in one sense Mahaprabhu is the highest expression of Krishna. Значи в някакъв смисъл Mahaprabhu е най-висшето проявление на Кришна. So let's try to analyze how this is happening. Нека да анализираме как така това се случва. Before I said as you go deep into Krishna Lila, you emerge into Gaur Lila. Както казахме, колкото по-дълбоко в Кришна Лила се задълбочаваш, толкова повече влизаш в забавленията на Махапрабху. So let's go to a particular section of the Bhagavatam, what our Acharya said, that's the beginning of the appearance of Mahaprabhu. Нека да отиваме в конкретна част на Шимат Багва там, където според нашите духовни учители, това е място, където се появява Махапрабху. Естествено, той е една вечна реалност. Горлил е една вечна реалност. Понякога този пример се дава за да се разбере колко напълно забавлението на Горанга са свързани с тези на Кришна. Нека да стигнем за момент само до зенита на забавлението на Кришна. How do you say in English? Fast your seat belts? Поланите, както се казва. That's the Rasa Lila. The highest degree of loving exchange between Krishna and the Gopis and Sri Radha in particular. So in brief you know the story. Krishna calls the Gopis. He plays the flute. Той свири на своята флейта, така ги вика. Те тичат от къщата си, без да мислят за абсолютно нищо друго. Напълно забравяки, че имат дом, семейство, само чуват звука и тичат. And each of them hearing their own names in that sound. So they say that they were arranging themselves for meeting Krishna, but when they hear the flute sound, they just run as they were. And because of, and because of loving ecstasy, they were like putting makeup in themselves, but they started to mistake all the places where to put the makeup. So lipstick were was in their eyes. The kajal, the thing in the eye was in the lips. All the clothes were upside down. So they arrived in that condition to Krishna. It was a beautiful ecstatic disaster. So Krishna was very charmed because he knew the background of such Дисордът. 
What are you doing here? <laughs> Young ladies at night in the middle of a forest. <laughs> that day was full moon, as today. Today is full moon, full moon day. So you know, full moon inspires romantic affairs. <laughs> so Krishna was inspired by seeing full moon, he played the flute, gopis were there. Like Krishna gave this this welcome. He called them, but when they arrived, what are you doing here? <laughs> Better you should return to your house and do your household duties. <laughs> With all this, he was churning the hearts of the gopis. <laughs> <laughs> but actually to say that in all these verses there was some parallel double meaning. Sanskrit is a very elastic language for that. So on one level Krishna was saying, what are you doing here? Please return to your house. But on a deeper level he was saying, this is the only place you should be now. And you don't have nowhere else to go. So mainly the gopis heard that that level of performance. So well eventually Rasa Lila started, they started to dance and sing. I'm making this story very brief. This is a very important section of the Bhagavad. And as you may know, eventually in the midst of such joy of sharing, Krishna disappears. So you may wonder, no, what's strange guy, strange psychology, strange psychology. <laughs> the, happy, the happiest moments of your life and suddenly you run away from that. But of course there was a deeper purpose there. <laughs> there are many levels of reasons and explanations that our charts are giving as to why Krishna disappeared. No time now to go into detail. <laughs> Sorry. They organized next year some other retreat from that. <laughs> But the point is that, actually, in, in brief words, Krishna wanted to uh, like outline brother's love. So, but the point is that Krishna disappeared, gopis start to look for him. They start to follow his uh, footsteps. It is said that Krishna's footsteps were preserved in Vrindavan as very valuable treasures. Every footstep were duly preserved. 
каза, че във Вриндаван, нали, в ден днешен, се пазят много внимателно всяка една от и в своята лудост на това чувство на раздяла, те почнали да питат дърветата, вижи ли сте Кришна, къде е Той? Както казахме вчера, те виждаме на Нарайана, всъщност ли го питали просто, ти виждал ли си Кришна? Been there because if tree is there, he must have pay, pay respect to him walking there. Видяли някой паднал дърво по пътя и си казали, е, сигурно той мина от тук, защото това е дървото и му се е поклонило. So they projected their own inner love to everything and they were seeing everything in the context of everyone is loving Krishna, paying respect to him, etc. И от позицията на своята любов той проектирали върху заобиколната среда цялата тази любовна атмосфера, където смятали, че всички обичат. It was not necessary like that, but they subjectively we were projecting that and seeing everything in those terms. So the point is that eventually they see those two footsteps, but another pair of footsteps next to them. So they conclude, oh, there was some particular gopi who had worshipped him very specially. They say, Chandrabali spoke this famous verse. Chandrabali is the rival, rival, copy leader. It is said that actually she's an expansion of Radharani to create loving competition. So that's the verse where the name of Radharani is mentioned in the Bhagavatam in a hidden way. Това е единственият стих, в който целият So especially that he left all of us to go only with her. So instead of feeling envious that would happen to us, they started to, to worship the level of devotion of that So they eventually continued following those two pairs of footsteps. And eventually uh, they find only again one pair of footsteps. So they were interpreting all the different footsteps in their minds. When there were only one pair, they thought, oh, the, the, the beloved lady must 
had been tired and asked Krishna to carry on her. Well, I say I will tell this briefly, I'm not doing that, sorry. <laughs> So the point is, eventually they met Srimati Radharani. It is said that Krishna was along with Srimati Radharani and Krishna was serving Srimati Radharani. He was massaging her lotus feet and like this. He was fully inclined to serve his devotee basically. So it is said that Pon Radharani felt you are really the Supreme Godhead because you are fully inclined to self toward Prem. That's too much. Actually, the, the word supreme it's supreme. <laughs> Sanskrit root there. Supreme means, you know what's supreme? <laughs> I mean, we are trying to know what's supreme. <laughs> And so is some sort of intensity, uh, like objective, like very. So the supreme means that person who is experiencing the highest degree of divine love. And because of this, Krishna is the supreme personality of Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> so the point is he, that he was serving Sri Matura Rani in that intimate moment, but he heard the gopis are arriving looking for, for me. So again, different levels of explanation here. But mainly Krishna thought, I would like to, to, to extol, extol? Mm-hmm. To show this gopis the level of Sri Radhani's love in separation for me. Искам сега да покажа силата на обожание и любов на Радарани, с която тя ми служи в момент на разделяване. И той служи нали, по такъв много интимен начин и в този момент пак изчезва. So Radharani found herself in the midst of the madness of separation. Where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? И в този момент нали, Radharani се позовава в това чувство на, на раздяла и почва да търси къде е Кришна. Нали, луда такава. She in different occasions, she exhibits many levels of particular types of separation. For example, we have heard the classical separation. Krishna is not there, okay, I'm separated. <laughs> but in that separation I feel some union, so we call that union in separation. But there is something particular which is called Prem by Chitya. Which instead of being union separation.
So Radha is there with Krishna, but somehow or other she starts to feel separation from him. Famous example is she's with Krishna there. And some bumblebee appears. So bumblebee also is called Madhu in Sanskrit. So, so the bumblebee starts like to put in the middle of them and then is trying like to put the bumblebee off out. So Madhu Mangal, Krishna's friend, was nearby there and he like managed to take the bumblebee off out. Actually, Madhusudan is the name of, of, also can be the name of the bumblebee, Madhusudan. Which is also a name for Krishna. Which speaks about how he extracts the honey of the copy's heart. So, so when Madhumangal manages to take the bumblebee out, he says to Radhani, Madhusudan has gone. So as you can imagine, for her that immediately meant But Krishna was right there in front of her. But just to hear the, 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 the possibility Krishna has gone, she entered into the madness of separation. She started to cry and to Krishna. And Krishna was dumbfounded looking at her like. <laughs> <laughs> So this is too much. This is the topmost level of madness in separation. <laughs> that type of separation we will only find in So Krishna disappeared from Radharani. He showed. He wanted to show that madness to the other copies. So the point is the copy arrived and found Radharani totally immersed into the grief of separation. Externally that seems grief, internally is the highest ecstasy. Means Krishna Prem on the outside it seems like poison. But on the inside it's the highest nectar. Even Krishna, Krishna Bhagavad Gita says happiness in Sadbaguna in the beginning seems like poison. <laughs> so what to speak from Sadhguru to Krishna friend? <laughs> it seems much more poisonous. <laughs> it, it, it is much more nectarian inside. Now, once I remember one man who, who, who was initiated in our life. But later he became Buddhist. And once we were speaking, 
and say, why you can't do this? I said, no, because your idea is to, to be for eternity crying and rolling on the ground, and that, that's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> <laughs> So he immediately went to Nirvana and stopped suffering Buddhist. <laughs> But actually he misunderstood the inner experience of that so-called higher grief. <clears throat> so well, the point is that the gopis met Radharani in that situation and again they were not envious of her. But, but actually they, they were appreciating her level of divine love in separation. And they were empathetic to their to her condition in the grief of, of, of separation. So they joined her and they tried to together overcome the separation from Krishna. Because the gopis also were experiencing some type of separation from Krishna, the others. So, so which, what did they do for overcoming the separation? Sadhu Sangha and Nam Sankirtan. <laughs> exactly what we are doing here also. <laughs> of course, different case. <laughs> we are also separated from Krishna. <laughs> but our separation is different from that of the Gopis. <laughs> Rupa Goswami speaks of four types of separation. Interestingly, in, sep- in Sanskrit separation is called Viraha. And the etymological meaning of the word is a very special type of union. <laughs> Because when you are separated from your beloved, all your feeling for that person internalized. Like you start to churn inside yourself. And when developed appears externally, your feelings toward him or her externalize. But it is said that separation is in one sense much much more emotional intense. So in that sense you remain connected with that person in separation, your inner core of your heart. So briefly these four types of separations are They are called Purbarag, Mam, Prabhas and Prem by Chitya. Purbarag means I still haven't met my beloved, but I feel separation from him. That's the only 
possible separation we can culture here now we we have never met Krishna personally in one sense but we can feel some separation from him by hearing from him, about him and like this this is what happened to Rukmini she never met Krishna but she heard about Krishna and she decided I only want to be married with him only by hearing Krishna Kata about, about Krishna so she started to feel this poor barak separation before union and the other types of distance for example man means separation when the lovers quarrel between themselves we have some experience here in our human platform of that. <laughs> each one goes to their room and they start to solve the quarreling by, by Instagram by, by WhatsApp <laughs> <laughs> and after that you have pravas, uh, which means separation due to circumstance, physical distance, whatever. And finally you have prema bajita, this crazy separation I told you of separation in union. But all, we only can culture this Purvarag, no? anticipate our first encounter with Krishna feeling some culture, some separation. In other words, learning how to cry for Krishna. Srila Prabhupada describes in those terms the chanting of the Holy Name. This is the chanting is that the crying of the children when, without his father, like this. And, and Gaur Govinda Maharaj also, once he opened his temple in Bhubaneshwar, and said, here I'm opening a crying school. <laughs> so as Mara said yesterday, no chant and be happy, chant and be unhappy. <laughs> so called unhappy, so called. <laughs> Once Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta said we should cry for Krishna. And what the devotee say, but what if I cannot cry for Krishna? <laughs> and he said, well, you should cry because you cannot cry for Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is not an external show. I have to cry somehow or other, some tear. <laughs> But cry, cry means to properly cultivate this inner spirit of separation, of wanting to, to connect with my love. So in their particular level and situation, the gopi is engaged in, in Sadhu Sangha and Kirtan. Mm-hmm. 
That's what we do to overcome separation from Krishna. Without that, that life becomes unbearable. If we cannot meet with other devotees and speak and sing about Krishna, there is no more meaning to life for us. So the gopis engage in this. This is called Gopi Gita. This is one of the most confidential sections of the Bhagavatam. We know about Bhagavad Gita, but there are so many other Gitas in the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is itself a song, but it contains so many special songs there. Benu Gita, Pranay Gita, Udav Gita, Gopi Gita. No? So, uh, so in this Gopi Gita, the Gopis started to spontaneously sing, uh, sing and express their love to Krishna. And Krishna was looking all this, witnessing all this behind, hiding himself behind one tamal tree. Tamal tree is the same color as Krishna's uh, face. So he's like camouflaging himself behind the Tamil tree. <laughs> so because of this is the, the name one name of Krishna is Tamal Krishna. It speaks at that moment when Krishna is witnessing the Gopi Gita camouflaging himself. <laughs> So he made all these arrangements so the gopis will witness the degree of Radha's love. But in this Gopi Gita, Radha's love reached such a point that it's not only overwhelming to the gopis themselves. But Krishna himself started to become overwhelmed. Saying, what's, what's that type of love? I don't know what's that about. <laughs> but generally I'm known around the world as Rasa Raj, the king of Rasa. I have earned that title because of my, my capacity of tating, tasting all varieties of Rasa. But that Rasa that Sri Radha is experiencing is totally unknown to me. So there Krishna entered into an existential crisis. <laughs> because he said, I'm known as Rasaraj. So it is supposed that my identity means I have tasted it all. 
But she stating something that I don't know what's that about. Am I the king of Russia or not? Who am I? We ask that same question ourselves. But you have to know that Christians, God is also doing that question. This is a very particular theology. <laughs> so that gives rise. No, at that point, Christians start to develop these desires. Maharaj said yesterday, I, "I want to taste that." So this took the form of three specific desires. Krishna wanted to experience what's the glory of Radha's love. What's the beauty that she's perceiving in me? And what's the happiness she's deriving from such perception? Krishna was thinking there must be something special in me because she's exhibiting such a degree of happiness in connection to me. So what's there in me? I cannot see that because I am me. I have to get out of me and perceive that from a different vantage point of view. So one way this is the genesis or the birth of three of Gaur Lila in the highest point of Krishna Lila. So because of that I say when you go the deeper or the highest in the Krishna Lila, you end up in Gaur Lila. So it is said that by the power of that Gopi Gita, Krishna was dragged by force to appear into the scene. That should be the result of our Kirtan, our, our son, South Sangha. Krishna is forced to appear there. And it is said that Krishna appeared with a yellow cloth he wears here around his neck. So those times someone who appeared like that will be he's a criminal. So Krishna presented himself in that way to the gopis. I'm a criminal. Because I have left you, but you have such a high love for me. Even though I leave you, you still love me more and more. This will be the natural feeling when you really appreciate what has come to your life. And you always feel I cannot give anything in, in reciprocation. I am a criminal. So 
Once I heard one brief story from Radhanath Swami in, in Brinda Kunja, he was there. And it was Srilasir Maharaj's appearance day. So he shared a very nice story. He went, he went to visit Srilasir Maharaj. After all these offenses were directed to him in that very sad so rather than Swami goes and offers his pranam and says to Silasir Maharaj, please excuse, excuse me for all the opera I have committed. I may have committed to you. And it is said that at that very moment Silasir Maharaj starts to cry. And he said, what offense could you have committed? He said, I'm a criminal. That was his own consideration, I'm a criminal. What offense could be committed to a criminal? So, such was the nobility of his affection and appreciation of what he had come to his, his life. Something very high comes to your life and you feel I, I, it's nothing I can do to reciprocate that. I'm eternally indebted, I'm a criminal. So Krishna, Krishna appeared as a criminal in the midst of the gopis and he recited a very famous verse that says Krishna says to the gopis, <laughs> I'm not able to repay my debt to you. No. Even in a lifetime of Brahma, I wouldn't be able to do that. You have cut with all domestic ties, family members, society, fame, that is so difficult to give up. You have left all that only for my sake. So your love is of such a quality that I cannot reciprocate with that. So let your own love for me be your own reward. Here Krishna is contradicting himself regarding to what he said in Bhagavad Gita. Gita he says, As someone worships me, I will reciprocate. But we are no longer in Bhagavad Gita here. <laughs> Bhagavatam is like the PhD of Bhagavad Gita. So here in Bhagavatam Krishna starts contradicting himself so many times. 
Being defeated by the love of the gopis. So you say, okay, I, I say this in Bhagavad Gita for general public, but in relation to you, I'm eternally indebted. So let your own love be your Let, let your love be your only reward. And let that love me be also my reward. So not only I cannot reciprocate that, but I'm interested in having, tasting that. So he says, it means, Vanatan Goswami says, I'm indebted to you, But what to do? In the future I will come, I will descend. I will descend in, in the form of a sadhu. And I will try to make, he was saying to Radharani this, I will, try, I will descend as a sadhu and I will try to make devotees for you. I will descend as a devotee and I will chant the glories of your love. That, that's my humble attempt to pay at least a little bit of this debt I have acquired. So when Mahaprabhu descends, Krishna, Krishna himself, mainly uh, like he appears because of these main reasons I say. He mainly comes for experiencing Sri Matiradarani's love. That his raised right hand. That represents the main purpose of his descent. But there is some other hand here. Fortunately. Because <laughs> we are there. <laughs> we are down. <laughs> so it means that he's experiencing such a degree of love and that starts to overflow him. And he starts to distribute that to others. And Chaitanya Charitamrita describes this. And it speaks of Mahaprabhu as a gardener. He's the tree of also of divine love. And he's also the gardener picking the fruits and tasting the fruits. I'm becoming intoxicated from the sweetness of the fruit. And in that desperate state, Mahaprabhu said, help me, help me to take these fruits and distribute them and taste them. This is too much. So actually our God is in a desperate state. He needs help. Rupa Goswami says something similar. When I taste the sweetness of the holy name, that there is so much coming through it. 
that I became desperate. I start to pray and feel I need more than two years and one tongue. Only one tongue, two years, got an injustice from providence. <laughs> so I don't like to pray for anything, but if I pray for something, give me more years and more tongues. So I can do proper justice to the nectar that is coming through your the syllabus of your name. So in that same, the sadhu, Krishna himself, the sadhu, they are in desperate condition. <laughs> and they are asking us some, some help in that regard. So we have some opportunity of serving them in, in the most needed moment. In the most vulnerable state. There will be a higher chance of remuneration in the form of more service. So the point is mainly Mahaprabhu descended to experience this, but by experiencing this the overflow and that becomes a whole process by which we are being touched. So on one level Mahaprabhu came in Kali Yuga as the Yuga Avatar. To teach the Yuga Dharma, the chanting of the holy name. But it is said that in this Kali Yuga in particular, Sometimes they consider only once in the day of Brahma. That's too much. We should feel criminal. <laughs> and this Kali Yuga in particular, not only Mahaprabhu descends to establish Yuga Dharma. But he's also coming with a, his a, 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 a personal agenda of his own. I want to taste Radhavav. So his personal desire mixes with the descent of the Juga Avatar and makes a very particular combination. So in that way, what the, the ultimate fruit of engaging in this chanting will be to experience the gift of what Mahaprabhu is experiencing himself at some level. Not exactly the same experience because we are not Mahaprabhu. <laughs> But if you will, the distilled experience of that experience he is giving to us. 
Но ние трябва да дестилираме или как се казва, частни Of course I can explain what's that experience about in detail now. We are almost finished. But this is just to give you a glimpse of what Mahaprabhu is about. And also to understand the background of his gift. Because we may conceive, oh, okay, the holy names are here for relief our pain in the material world, and that's Mahaprabhu's grace. <coughs> and of course, also indeed, that's Mahaprabhu's grace. But it doesn't stop there. As you see, if you have seen, it goes. So, <laughs> so we are very fortunate to have been touched by this opportunity. So in that way we remain eternally indebted to Mahaprabhu and to the gift he has given to us through the channel of Parampara. So the rest is up to us how to reciprocate to that. So following the spirit of the gopis in Sadhu Sangha and Hari Kirtan, we try to, to express properly our reciprocation. So again, some brief ideas to, to understand even deeply who is here in our central altar today. And again, not only today, but hopefully we may establish himself in the altar of our hearts. Rupa Goswami says, May that Sachinanda roar like a lion in the cave of my heart forever. So because Hari means lion also. So Gor Hari means the, the golden lion. <laughs> so we roar so deeply that all the separate interests and separate desire will run away. So the lion is the king of the jungle. So we are inviting this lion to enter into our jungle of misconception. <laughs> <laughs> and roar so loudly, so deeply that all these different <coughs> ghosts may disappear. <laughs> and the jungle may eventually transform in a very beautiful, idyllic forest. Where we, we want to enter eternally.
Bhaktivedanta Padmanava Maharaj Ki Jai Bhaktivedakarishan Maharaj Ki Jai Gaurav Ki Jai